to the first ever episode of Sonic Inducers presented by AdRev. I am Jesse Worstel. I'm joined always by Nick LaPointe and Angela Lima. We all uh, work here at AdRev. I am the VP of Business Development and Nick LaPointe, you're our Director of Business Development. And Angela, I'm going to apologize. What's your official title here? I'm a uh, marketing and sales manager. Heck yeah. Nice. Heck yeah. Awesome. So here we are. We're going to talk about all things music, all things love of music, people who make music, people who support music, and why music is just probably the best thing in the world. Um, So thanks for joining us on this journey. Uh, I guess I can start and kind of give a little background, how I got here. Yeah, we why I'm here. here. So I've been with Adrev, gosh, it'll be, oh my gosh, it'll be eight years in September. That's crazy. Which September doesn't feel that far away, considering we've almost been a year in lockdown, which I, I read a funny tweet this morning. It said, it's crazy that March is next month because March was also last month. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so feels that right? way. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I moved to LA from, from Nashville where I was doing the rock and roll touring band thing. Uh, and my time there ended. So I came back out here. I've got a lot of history here. I was born here, family here and looking for a job. It took me nine months of working odd ends and weird things. I was a janitor at an equestrian store for a little bit, which oh, wait, is a, another story for another day. Mm-hmm. Equestrian store? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My mom's friend owned the, um, you know, the Burbank Equestrian Center. She ran the like gift shop <laughs> that's at the entrance. I don't know if you guys have ever been. Anyway, needed some scratch, uh, got paid under the table for cleaning. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> saw a job posting for like a music curator. And I'm like, oh, that that's right my alley. And so I applied and then realized it was much more than that. Um, cause at the time AdRev had just started the, the whole YouTube content ID monetization thing. And so, uh, I joined and it was, um, you know, the indie artist division. I'm like, that's per- again, right up my alley. That's perfect. That's who I am. That's what I do. I would love to run this thing. And here we are seven years later, almost Still eight running. years later. Still running it. So, um, yeah, my background is, um, like I mentioned, just started being in bands in college, did the, you know, did it for 12 years, um, still write and record, uh, ambient music, but, uh, my touring days are done. Um, but you know, every once in a while we'll play a show here and there cause I, I'm a ham and I like performing. So, uh, but yeah, the, the ambient thing is fun. I like doing that now. I'm just, showboat being a ham yeah yeah a glazed ham <laughs> pretty entertaining i must say <laughs> when i'm uh, still perform when the when the mood strikes i mean i do love karaoke that's like one of my favorite things but um gosh it's been so long since i've even done that um since i've done anything outside the house yeah, everybody's um, doing karaoke from home nobody can go out and perform i know right <laughs> well i did actually you know i did karaoke at our holiday party there you that go was the last time i've done it that was like, a, we had a, we had a virtual holiday party. That was fun. But it, there was a the delay because of, you know, the lag. And so good thing I only, you know, I did the song tequila. You only say tequila like three times throughout the whole song. So that was easy. Um, anyway, enough about me. Um, who wants to go next? Nick, Angela, you want to go? 
I'm, well, I'm, you know what, Angela, why don't you go? Uh, because um, I love hearing about Jesse and I want to know more about you. So, yeah. So have been with AdRev for, it's probably been close to two years now and um, have always just loved music my whole life. I grew up a dancer, but I've never worked in music. This is the first time. So grew up a dancer kind of in the clubs, loved um, dance music, electronic dance music. We didn't really call it it that back then. It was called techno, um, but always loved it and made friends with DJs. And then I would <laughs> pretty much, I love dancing. So if you love dancing, you're going to love dance music. Uh, but yeah, used to hang out in Bill's Records and Tapes, which was kind of a famous uh, little record store in Dallas, Texas, and listened to all the underground beats and just spent so much time with with some vinyl and some tunes and had my own amazing collection. And And then, you know, years later, I picked up DJing and throw events and stuff like that and now kind of spin music for parties and things. That's been a while again since I've done that, but just the love for music has been strong throughout my whole life and still love to dance and cut a rug whenever I can. So, so yeah. Did you grow up in a musical household for your parents? Not really. Uh, I didn't, you know, my dad like, is from Brazil. Music Not so much. I mean, my mom mm-hmm. for sure. I think she had little events. I like look back now and her and her girlfriend used to have like little themed events. Like I remember they had a silly hat party and you know, they had some other parties and I remember the first mm-hmm. time I ever um, heard like anything close to electronic music was at a party of my mom's and they played Herbie Hancock Rocket. And it was the first time I ever heard any any music like that, even somewhat electronic or scratching or digital or anything. And so I was just all about it as a kid. I loved it. And so <clears throat> that was kind of like an introduction. But no, I think, you know, maybe the Brazilian roots with how much Brazilians love to dance and it's part of the culture. Uh, and then they just love percussion so and everything. Good. But no, nobody else in my family ever played instruments or anything like that. Just love It's just dance. in your blood. It is. It is. That's great. That Latin flavor. Awesome. Well, about you, Ned. I, I, you know, I've I've been a lover of music like you two for um, since I can remember. It was a little different for me. My my mom played guitar, mostly um, Latin songs, because um, my house we spoke Spanish, and it was oh, we were we that. were influenced in that. Yeah. So when I was younger, I didn't really understand many of the tunes. Um, that she was singing, but I, I slowly learned them. And so that was, that was probably what got me into it. Um, but then, then I learned about the blues and I got really into that and played guitar all through, you know, I think started when I was seventh grade or something. So through high school and then through college and with bands and, and, but, um, didn't have, um, you know, didn't have the success that, uh, Jesse, that you've had, but, um, still love it. Even to this day, now I spend most of my time um, playing, you know, cartoon TV show uh, theme songs for my kids on the guitar. You know, um, you know, Peppa Pig or something like that. I'll figure out so the kids can laugh to it. But um, as far as you know, work been at AdRev for uh, a couple of years. Um, been doing music publishing before that for a while, and um, yeah, just love music and you know, worked on, been working on the music business side for, for quite some time. And, uh, it's still, you know, it still excites me, even though, you know, maybe we're not on the stage, you know, performing in front of people, but knowing that, um, 
we're helping out those that are out there on on the business side uh, still brings me pleasure. So I, I enjoy doing that. See, you learn something new every day. I had no idea that you spoke Spanish. Can you say something in Spanish? How long uh, have I known you? You've known me. You've known me a couple of years. Yeah, my mom. My mom was from um, with an English tongue. You call it Uruguay. At, at, at you know our house, we call Uruguay. Mm. Oh. So she was Uruguaya. Wow, and, I had no uh, idea. My I have family in Venezuela and Brazil and Argentina. I think my first my first memory of of there was when I went when I was about three and a half with my family. My you know, coming from a family of four boys and my mom and dad getting down there. I can't even imagine, you know, I've got two kids of my own and getting to the supermarket and back is tough enough, you know, thinking about (laughs) my mom and dad scooping us up, taking (laughs) seven different flights to get down to Uruguay. Um, It's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about it, but, um, but yeah, my mom and dad spoke Spanish. Um, and growing up on the East Coast, none of my friends spoke that. So it was uh, it was very it was it was weird for me going to like a school, you know, everyone speaking English, and then I come home and and all we do is speak Spanish. So it was uh, it's uh, but it was fun and I love it and I wouldn't uh, change it. Wow, I had no idea. That's great, man. Awesome. I didn't either. That's. So good to know. Learn something new every day. Right? Uh, awesome. So um, for those of you out there that, that might be curious as to what is this podcast all about? Who are you people? Who is What is AdRev? I uh, figured we'd spend a little time just talking about what AdRev is and what we do. Um, so people just have a better understanding of of our company and, and why we're starting a podcast to talk about all things music. So I can kind of give our... Uh, elevator pitch here. So AdRev is a content aggregator, I guess you could say, like a protector of content. We monetize music, audiovisual content in YouTube and beyond. Uh, so we help really protect, you know, copyrights across the board, you know, sound recording or, or, you know, publishing or film, TV, music videos. We work with publishers, we work with labels, we work with people who produce films, uh, so yeah, I, I, my area of expertise, I guess you'd say is more on obviously the music side, the sound recording side. Um, Nick has got more experience in the publishing side, but as a musician myself, it can get really confusing, which by the way, I have a little bone to pick. I'm not going to try to throw anyone under the bus, but you know, I was with a PRO for a while mm. and I got a letter late last year that they're kicking me out <laughs> Oh geez. because I know, because you know, I, when you make a penny per quarter, you know, sure. from, from the radio, what, what have you making the big um, bucks. Yeah. They're, you know, weeding people out. So I have to look for a new PRO and I know that's not uh publishing, but um, Nick, I might need to pick your brain offline and uh, see what, what we can do. But yeah, Adriv sure. is part of um, the downtown music branch of companies. There's a lot of companies like CD baby, uh, Dashgo, song trust, you name it. Um, we're part of this, huge independent music conglomerate (laughs) but we have a lot of tools to help lots of creators that's that's a good overview jesse you know um we're luckily i i i'm fortunate to work hand in hand with you so much of what i could add to it would uh mirror your um 
statements already, but, um, you know, whether we work on the sales side or whether we work on uh, the ingest side or we work on the sound recording side or whatever part, we're all, all music fans, uh, many of us, like you, Jesse, um, and you, Angela, we're all creating new things. It's, uh, you know, while we're, while we're working on the business side of, of the industry, knowing that we all have that common thread, which is uh, that drive and that love of music um, is, is a great bond. So, so it's, uh, you know, I, I would imagine anyone yeah, I always, feels that. Yeah. I always brag when, you know, we're telling people about AdRev that might not know who we are, what we do. Most of us are creative types, musicians, you know, filmmakers, uh, you know, YouTubers. So, you know, I always say we're artists fighting for our fellow artists and advocating for our fellow artists. So that's, that's the kind of the most prideful and fills me with most pride, you know, doing what we do. Um, and if you go to the website and if you get our newsletters already, cause you're a client, those visuals and that content, Angela segue to you is a lot of Angela's doing. <laughs> so, um, the new site looks awesome. So um, awesome. And all the, the, you know, marketing tools that we have now, um, everything looks super sharp. And so, um, yeah, that, that's a lot because of you and your team. And I don't know if you want to dive into what that process was like and how, you know, that supports everything that we do day to day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're a hundred percent just to mirror what you guys are saying. We're creators working for creators and, um, you know, building the new website and getting all the new, um, marketing information and uh, branding was so fun and exciting. It was really kind of a, a group effort. Uh, you know, it's kind of just getting us out there more into the world and letting uh, letting people know that we're there and we can help them. It was such a great process. It looks awesome. So, um, Thank you. So I feel like we've covered like kind of, you know, what we do here at AdRev. I'm sure we'll get into it more in future episodes when we talk about more specific aspects uh, of what we do. But I really want to ask you guys a question. Do you remember the first album that you bought with your own money, not mom or dad or grandma buying you something, putting it in your stocking for Christmas? Do you remember the first album, whether it was vinyl, cassette, CD? I have kind of two stories there. Not One is a cool story that my, my mom bought me my first album when I was five, but I remember the first album I bought with my own money. Do you guys remember those? I do. What was it? My, you want... Yeah, let's age yourself. Let's go. Let's hear it. Was it was a cassette and it was a single. The only reason why I can pull this out of my back pocket is just because I've thought about it numerous times and why that was the first one. I mean, from a, the youngest of four brothers, what I was listening to most of the time is whatever my brothers had. It was anywhere from um, ACDC to, shoot, mostly you listen to a lot of ACDC. My first my first record I bought is when they used to sell cassette singles and I got mm -hmm. my first purchase was, um, Oh shoot. What's that dude's name? Um, I thought you knew it. <laughs> oh my God. On the tip of my tongue. Um, um, oh, 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 it was a long oh, intro and then you forgot, you forgot oh, because your intro. No, was so long. I, was, I moved somewhere else. Um, it was, Oh, the dude that has that guitar part that goes, 
Peter the Superman soundtrack. No, 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 no. It was um, move on. Pretty money. Take me home tonight. That was a good one. That was a good one. Okay. Move. I'll find it. Give me one second. It's so good though. And you. Yeah, it'll it'll come back. I thought I thought you knew it because you were talking about it for so long. Like, oh, this this is gonna be a great answer. It's 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 gonna come back. Yeah, you know, when you said that, I was like, oh, oh, no, I don't know if I want to admit the first tape. That you got to. You gotta, you OK, so I will say that one of the first concerts I went to was there was a girl on my street and she loved New Kids on the Block. So we did that, although yeah. they were not my that was favorite. Fun. It was a great concert for my like first concert ever. And then I think quickly after that. You know, the music that I was listening to a lot, I mean, my mom would play Aretha Franklin and um, Cool in the Gang and whatever. But I think that because she had Janet Jackson, I would listen to a lot of Janet Jackson. Mm. However, if I'm really honest about the first cassette tape that I purchased that I can remember, uh, it might have been Vanilla Ice. Which oh, I had that. I had. I'm I got a little bit embarrassed, one. but like, oh that. boy, was I a fan! And he was a dancer. Nope. He was a great dancer, and I yep. was smitten. I my, was smitten, kitten. <laughs> my favorite track was "Having a Roni," the very last track. Oh my Remember god, that so That's bad. A good one. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just referenced that the other day because it's one of those songs that's like every once in a while will like pop in my head. It's just him beatboxing and totally. <laughs> rapping these really weird and doing weird things with his mouth. I mean, I could recreate it, but I don't know if I should do it here. I think I would be definitely be interested in that. <laughs> that part, that part where he goes, ah, <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Wow. Oh my god, I love it. Anyway, it's kind of the last I, I got part that, now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got that one Christmas. In addition to "Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him," I got both oh, of yeah. those cassettes. One Christmas. Oh record. man, I was. In heaven. That was good stuff. Um, that, I don't think that's embarrassing to admit. That, that okay. I mean, that record <laughs> sold millions, you know? And it's, it I mean. What a great song. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I liked was uh, Hooked. Mm-hmm. I think it was the second track on the album. Yep. Uh, yep. And yeah. Stop That yeah. Train I Want to Get Off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, man. That makes me want to listen to it. Yeah, I, I, I almost wore that tape out. It got to the point, you know, when you wear, we listen to a tape too, yeah. too many times, it starts to warble. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. I remember that in now. The, oh, there we go. Oh, okay, go ahead. Chris Isaac. Oh, Chris Isaac. my gosh. Dude. Oh, uh, gosh. Wicked Game. Oh. With, uh, wicked Game. That wicked song. Game. So I, I, that I go. That's what I was saying. Kind of. Kind of. So I go to the desert a lot. I love going to Joshua Tree, thinking about maybe buying property out there, what have you. But um, I'll never forget, my dad one time told me that song was on. He he said, you know, this is the perfect song to drive through the desert to. Mm. And I'll never forget it. So every time I have a desert playlist and it's on that. Dude. And so when you're out, when you're out in the middle of nowhere, looking up at the stars in the Milky Way and that song, song comes on. He's right. It's like the perfect like desert lounge song. I would have to agree It's awesome. That. Oh my yes. gosh. It's the best. It's such a good it's, song. It's, I got it right when I, right, at, right before I started playing guitar because that line, I was like, mm-hmm. how does he do this? How, I was like, 
And I'm going to, I was like, well, I had to have my mom drive me to the mall, which was about 30 minutes away. I had to go to uh, Record Town or one of the one of the record stores, find this cassette. I remember it was a white cassette just mm-hmm. for that. And I was like, I got to figure this out. I, don't, I think it was years until I, you know, um, actually did figure it that out. That is like, pretty advanced technique it isn't it just very With cool and his voice it's like s- slide and reverb mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah i don't know it's just uh but the song holds up magical today it holds up it does oh yeah oh, oh yeah. for sure do you remember what the b-side was i don't i don't know i you know i just listen to a-sides okay. so it's okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I figured. That's a desert um, song, though. That's a desert well, song. It is a desert song, dude. It, it like I could literally listen to that on repeat when I'm out there, and I would be okay. Mm. It's like it's like got that smoky, like haunting. Mm. It's hauntingly feel. sexy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and it kind of to just fits the vibe when I'm out there. I love it. Summer, winter, whatever, no, no matter the the season. Well, I'll I'll share mine real quick. I'll I'll do. I'll do the less exciting one. I'm not saying this band isn't exciting, but the one I, the, the first CD album I bought with my own money um, was Green Day's Dookie. And I just started learning guitar. And this was when, you know, I mean, Pearl Jam and, and the whole grunge thing had been around for a bit. And I was like really into that. And I was into Weezer. Um, but for whatever reason, it was the, the Green Day Dookie album that I bought, uh, you know, and tried playing guitar along to it and all that stuff. Um, I really like the album artwork because it looked like a Where's Waldo uh, drawing. So there's just like, find all the monkeys holding poop. That was kind of like the thing, you know? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was, I remember my mom had just purchased this huge like stereo system. It had, you know, the five disc changer it had a, like, but each one was separate. The five disc changer yeah, was its yeah. own huge platform. The <laughs> cassette player was like, you know, 20 pounds. And then it had a receiver for the radio and these huge tower speakers. And I remember putting Dookie in and like, you know, turning the volume up when uh, pretty loud, especially when she wasn't home. And it sounded so good, you know, because before that it was, you know, yeah, like you, like, like my mom buying me, you know, singles of yeah on cassette and look, cassette's great and all that, but there was something about the CD that was like, it felt so futuristic yeah. and it felt so crisp and clean. Mm-hmm. So that was the first CD I bought with my own money. My first album, first album I ever owned. And I think you might, you guys might know the story, but when I was five years old, I had an older cousin who was really into rap, like run DMC and you know, all the, the, the like early MTV days. And there was this group called the Beastie Boys that came out and he listened to it all the time. Yeah. And I, I didn't know what they were saying or sing. I just liked the sounds and all the weird samples and all that. So I convinced my mom, five years old, to buy me License to Ill by yes. the Beastie Boys. Five years old, run around the house. Girls. Da, 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so great. And like, you know, my mom's so cool. I don't think she regretted it or she wasn't one of those like, oh, I got to take this away from you. Um, I would just run around, dance and be happy and all that. But, uh, I, I like to brag about that one. My first album I ever owned was licensed ill by the Beastie Boys on Dude, cassette. So good. Paul Revere 
Paul Revere's on that mm-hmm. record, right? Mm-hmm. That yep. song, yep. so good. Me and my buddy, we memorized the lines. So when it would come on, we would play different parts of the Beastie Boys and we would sing the different lines. It's it's the, the record is awesome. And uh, and yeah. like you, I was introduced to it by um, by somebody else, and I was just like, man, this is something else. Brass Monkey, come on. I'd never heard I'd never heard anything like that before. And they were so much fun. I, yeah. And um they were a lot of fun, rowdy. I mean, that was before they kind of, you know, lightened up their outlook on life. But um I remember at the time I like grow on Nickelodeon, they would play reruns of Mr. Ed and uh <laughs> Dennis the Menace <laughs> and these old like shows from the fifties. And so by default, I just started watching a lot of Mr. Ed. And I think there was a Mr. Ed sample somewhere in the song or in the album. Really? And I think that caught my, right. ear, I think, or maybe I'm, make, maybe I'm having a Mandela effect where I thought it was in there <laughs> and convinced myself that it's true. Um, but it was like, the timing was right too. It was like, Ooh, all, this old timey show that I'm into, it's being sampled. And I don't even know what sampled meant back then, but you know. Uh, I can relate to these guys. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. Anyway. They're um, watching the yeah. same show as me. Right. Oh, man. They must be really cool. <laughs> what is Brass Monkey anyway? <laughs> yeah, right. So anyway, that was, hey, great choices. Nothing to be ashamed of. Um, <laughs> I've gotten all... Some- I've gotten some flack for that, for doing that before. I mean, I've had some people be like, oh, come on. I'm like, dude, he was amazing. Well. I've gotten to the age where I don't care if yeah. people judge me for my taste in music. I the, 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 I had an epiphany, gosh, a couple of years ago, where um, I was really into Creed when they first came out. Oh, yeah. And the first two, al- I, I tell people this all the time, the first two albums ain't that bad. And I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> come at me, you know? <laughs> yep. I would agree with you on people that. People can come at you. And I, uh, I'll... St- before quarantine, obviously, I, I, I love playing pub trivia. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite parts is coming up with a name. And a lot of times, you know, I would just go, if none of my friends were around, I'd just go play by myself. Sure. <laughs> and there was one time where I use, I like to get the host to read, you know, your, your, your team name as like a statement. So, every, you know, they have to announce your name all the time. So, one time my name, my, my pub team name was, I'll admit, the first two Creed albums ain't that bad. So he'd always had, so he's like, and in second place, I'll admit the first two Creed albums ain't that bad with 23 points. <laughs> Fun like little it. trick. One, that's going to be one of the first things I do when this quarantine is over. A, go to a bar, B, go to a show, maybe not in that order, but then do pub trivia and continue with my quirky pub team. Hey, names. I'll go with you. Sounds good. good. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's it's hard to do it by yourself. It's you need like you need the person who's really good with sports. You need the person who's really good with pop culture, which is usually me. Someone mm-hmm. who's good with history, geography. You know, um, we'll and have up to six. So Let's yeah, do it. yeah. Let's do it. Well, cool guys. I I think um, I think I've learned enough about you today, and I think <laughs> uh, we should save more of these nuggets of wisdom until the so next too. episode. Uh, this was a lot of fun, and uh, thank you all for listening. We hope to do these every month uh, with more fun and uh, tantalizing topics, not just music industry related, but you know, asking people how music impacted their life and what moment really made music it for you. 
whether you create it, you support it, you you work for it. Um, music is probably one of the most important things in the world, and we want to keep it that way, and we want to celebrate it. So Amen. this has been Sonic Inducers, hosted by AdRev, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Thanks.